Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. On today's episode, I'm going to be discussing the singularity and how we are to respond to that. So this episode is kind of a combination of a Catholic episode and a tech episode. I want to talk about a technical topic, but I want to give a Catholic kind of perspective on it. And so I'm talking about the singularity. Now, first of all, what the heck is the singularity? It's something that's somewhat popular in the tech world. It's this idea, okay, if you look at the advancement in technology over the last, let's say, a few decades, you'll notice, of course, we all know it's been advancing greatly. I mean, something like an iPhone today is more advanced than the computers that sent a man to the moon in the 1960s, and we hold it in our pockets. But the singularity, what it's talking about is the fact that not only has technology advanced over the past few decades, but the pace of advancement has advanced. What that means is instead of a linear advancement in technology, let's say a computer goes from being able to process 1,000 transactions one day, and then a year later it can process 2,000, a year later it can process 3,000, then 4,000. You see, it's linear, 1,000 each year. Instead, it's exponential. So it can process 1,000 the first year, 2,000 the second year, 4,000 the third year, then 8,000, then 16,000, then, you know, it just goes on and on and on. So it's an exponential increase. And if you look at a curve, uh, you'll see an exponential curve. You'll see it goes almost to a vertical line at the end because it's just increasing so rapidly. And so what some tech people are saying is that technology will advance so quickly that it will be like a vertical line in advancement. Think of it this way. Remember when the iPhone came out about 10 years ago? That was a huge deal, and it made a major difference in our culture. Think about the smartphone today, how much it's changed how we live. And that was the iPhone. Imagine something as influential and as culture-changing as an iPhone being introduced every single day. That's the singularity where these things happen so quickly, it just changes everything. Now, why does this happen? One of the main reasons is because of artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence... It allows, it, 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 we all kind of know what artificial intelligence is, and we think of like the Terminator movies with Skynet, that they become self-aware, and then they're all going to destroy us, and we need to go back in time to get John Connor to save us, blah, blah, blah. But artificial intelligence is something that is with us today. It's not a futuristic thing. There are parts of uh, artificial intelligence in us, like the um, Siri on your iPhone, Alexa app, uh, how Netflix figures out what you like to watch. All that stuff is ar- basic artificial intelligence. Well, eventually that's going to become, artificial intelligence is going to become very advanced. And it's going to become more intelligent than a person. Think about an artificial intelligent robot that has access to all the information on the Internet immediately. It's like a super data from, from uh, Star Trek. And... <clears throat> The, the thing about artificial intelligence is it can improve itself. So instead of relying on humans to advance technology, which is what we do now, technology will advance technology. And so therefore it will become, it will advance at a rate that we can't even comprehend now. Again, this is the singularity. What's interesting is the singularity has taken on somewhat religious overtones 
in the tech world. I find that interesting because the tech world by and large is agnostic, atheist, usually hostile to organized religion. But, you know, as it's been observed, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. Or is it you won't stand for everything? Whatever. You know what I mean. The point is, is that we're all religious creatures. Every human being is a religious creature, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. We look to something above us to worship, to adore, to look towards as a greater than us, greater than our lives. And for religious people, Catholics, for example, we look, of course, to the Holy Trinity, to God, to our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, other religions look to other things. But what tech people are starting to do, they're starting to look at technology as something above them because what will happen is ai will become so powerful it will become like a god unless you think i'm exaggerating this this is there's actually been a new a new religion been created by a former google and uber engineer anthony Lewandowski. he created a new religion or to worship this yet to be created ai superintelligence and basically what he's saying is if it's so powerful that it's beyond our comprehension, we call that a god. And so, therefore, we should treat it like a god. And the reason he does this is because he wants to avoid a Skynet-type possibility like found in the Terminator movies. He, I quote him. He says, do you want to be a pet or livestock? We give pets medical attention, food, grooming, and entertainment. But an animal that's biting you, attacking you, barking, and being annoying, I don't want to go there, in the quote. So what Lewandowski is basically saying is... This AI will become so intelligent and so powerful that we better get on its good side now. And what better way to get on its good side than go ahead and worshiping it as a god? Now, that is a bit of an extreme position in the tech world. Most people aren't going to follow that. But they do see there is this confusion of artificial intelligence, AI, with humanity. The idea, you, you see it in a lot of tech uh, science fiction, I should say. For example, there's an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Data, who's an android, who is basically like artificial intelligence, it's questioned whether or not he has the same rights as other Federation citizens and whether or not he actually should be considered as a sentient being. And, of course, Captain Picard does a great defense of it, and in the end, he, he has his rights uh, given. And that's always been a, a theme in science fiction is the idea of robots becoming so human-like do we actually treat them as humans? Now, as a Catholic, I would say that there's a lot of problems with that. The fact is, is that humanity is unique in the universe. It has a soul, which gives it a mind and a will. And no matter how advanced AI will get, and I do think it has potential to become extremely advanced, and frankly, it's a scary possibility, it's never going to have a human soul. And so even if you keep, create a robot that is, looks very human, you make it look as lifelike as possible, or it, and it acts very human, maybe it, it responds, maybe it could have a conversation with an AI robot and not realize it's not human. This is called the Turing test, the idea that you could have a discussion with a computer and not realize it's a computer. And so this would mean, does this mean it's sentient? And a lot of people would say, yes, that means it is sentient. It should be treated as a sentient being. But I would say, no, it's still not because it's still basically following its programming. Yes, the programming is super advanced. Yes, the programming is actually programming that's based on programming. In other words, the creator of the program 
does not even know how the program is going to respond in the future because it, it develops its own programming, so to speak. Yet it's still programming. And that's the fundamental difference between humans and any type of AI is we are not programmed. We do have a certain, we are created in a certain way to, um, to look at the world in a certain way. Like, for example, I mentioned that we're all religious beings. So we kind of have a programming in us, so to speak, to know that there's something greater than us, even if we can't see it. But we're not programmed in our choices. We can make choices that are incredibly stupid. We can make choices that make no sense but make complete sense to us. For example, if you're in love, you might make decisions which aren't for your, are not for your good. Well, a, an AI is going to be programmed ultimately a certain, with certain ethical decisions. Uh, Designs, for example, might be created, you know, uh, I think it's Asma's law that it can't hurt a human or something like that. Well, a, a human, though, can hurt a human. That's actually, although it's, it, it, it is the evil uh, of original sim, it's part of the human condition that we can do things, even Adam and Eve. They had the free will to choose to do evil, and they obviously they did choose. And so it's that free will, I think, that disassociates us from AI, even the most AI, advanced AI in the world. This is a topic I could go on for a long time about, but I want to kind of introduce it a little bit here because I think it's something that we're going to have to face in, in the coming years. And I wrote an article at Catholic Answers about that that was just published recently, Are You Ready for the Singularity? I'll link to that on my show notes page, and so you can read that a little more in depth. And I have some links in that article to, like, this guy Lewandowski and his religion and things of that nature. It's a fascinating topic. I, I hope that we can um, address this as Catholics going forward uh, properly. And okay, well, that's it for today's episode. If you like this uh, podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes. I appreciate it. If you don't like it, I don't know why you're listening. So please don't rate and review it. And until next time, then keep swimming against the stream.